What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief an effort to send to biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me in the host spotlight, Miss Abby Lindenberg. Abby, how are you? Good. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Tis the season. All that good stuff. Uh, you haven't hosted in a while. No. I guess it's a month. Been a minute. You're like you're kind of like a once every other month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Situation. I think it's so. once a month technically. That's good. I appreciate your flexibility in that. Uh, he's back with us. Been in the pulpit uh, a few more weeks, than once a month. Few weeks to go. More. <laughs> The regular Joe, uh, Tim Sanford. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Tim, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, but one of these days I want to do the what's up. You want to do that intro? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we should have. Well, we'll do it here, another time. I mean, we had, we were sitting here for a cool, it felt like 18 minutes with Rose helping me with the camera, but we should go back in. All right. Two weeks from now, I'll have you do it. That'd be so fun. Uh, guys, let's jump into a Sunday in review. Uh, our Christmas countdown is effectively over because next Sunday is actually Christmas That's Eve. Right. Yes. Uh, so we'll be doing some stuff there, kind of finishing up that series, so to speak. But Abby, I'll come your way first as we talk about the Savior. We're focusing on these different words, different phrases. Um, what stood out to you? And then we can bounce some stuff off Tim and see yeah. where this thing goes. I really like this series as a whole because, and you touched on it last week and this week, that uh, the familiarity with the story yeah. takes the all out of it. Yep. And so mm-hmm. focusing on these words definitely brings it back to the story and like the all of it. I was even thinking of the word like awesome, how it's like yeah. that we use that so much in our everyday language that it doesn't mean that much, yep. but it's like it actually mm-hmm. means m- way more than what we use it for. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. So, good. Know, good. That's a good point. Awesome. <laughs> hey, someone's been listening. It, <laughs> actually, there's two people been listening. I know that because I also have, remember I was talking about that phobia? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's evidently this phobia of um, being watched by a duck. Have you heard of this? No. So like I an came actual my, duck is watching yeah, it? I guess. Okay. So I came into my office and there was over 20 rubber ducks hidden in my office all watching me. That's Evidently brilliant. I have that fear. <laughs> but people, there's two people, Abby and somebody and else who's paying did, attention. And whoever did that to your office? That's right. Who could that be? Where are the ducks now? In my office. Still. Uh, they're still there watching <laughs> All lined up, ready to go. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate that sentiment, Abby. I'd agree with you. I think it's, it's really good to read through it. I, my spirit's always checked when I'm like, I know this stuff, but yeah. what does it mean? Uh, what does it mean for somebody who might not know it? Mm-hmm. And how can we really remind ourselves each and every year? Amidst okay. everything else we do, right? We all get so right. excited every year to get the tree, so excited to get the gifts, the lights, all that other stuff. How often do we, if we're not careful, we never get excited about Christ right. and, and what that means right. for the world. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's, it's yeah. been cool to build up to that. And to me, this one was, um, I'll, I'll say, uh, fun in the sense of we were talking about the Savior the week before Christmas. You know, yeah, like normally you think, well, this this should be happening at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it just happened when talking with the worship team and that kind of stuff. But what it did for me was um, help to focus on so often it seems like the Christmas uh, service is geared ultimately for unbelievers coming. Hmm. And so, you know, we're talking in that kind of a way. Mm-hmm. And anytime we would talk about the Savior, it would be in that kind of a way then, right? And so by talking about him the week before, now we're looking at this from a believer's perspective, right? Yeah. And realizing, kind of like looking backwards with a heart of gratitude rather than, a, oh, this is the Savior, my Savior, I need him, which is true mm-hmm. and, and a very important message. But... Uh, how often around Christmas time do we fail to um, 
uh, be talking to ourselves in regards to all that and, and thinking about well, that. And, and I think we can often fail to address the church to remind yeah, them of these yeah, things too, right? Yeah. I, I think of, if, if I'm a regular churchgoer, it's actually easy to, to cool off on spiritual things around Christmas and Easter. Sure. It's like, okay, now yeah. we're going to focus on what everybody else needs. Yes, right. But, but if, that just dulls our senses yep. and gets us way too comfortable. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's good. That was one of my questions too. I'm like, okay, yeah. he is doing Savior this week. Uh, early bird, yeah. the savior sermon uh, ahead of everybody else. But no, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. And one of the questions I had for you, Tim, was this is a classic, okay, he's got 35 minutes, how's he going to do all this? Didn't necessarily dive into like soteriology and all the different uses of the word saved or this, that, all around. Really yeah. stuck to the message, which is timely for the season. But what was that like as you're wrestling through it, okay, like how much of the word savior and salvation am I really going to get into Doctrine-wise, theology-wise, yes. yes. versus the narrative of, of Jesus in the Christmas story. Yeah. Very hard to tackle both. It, it has been for every word or phrase that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing. I, I would say the first one, the, you know, don't be afraid. We had four uh, events there. Mm -hmm. So that was probably the easiest of them. But every one of them, you could go so far into this. And uh, mm -hmm. to try, I just, I guess I felt like, well, we're going to try to stick as much as we can to this Christmas story with the intent to bring back, maybe in our own consciousness, some awe mm -hmm. and the recognition that uh, this is truly an amazing, amazing story. And how the Lord um, uh, came and died for us. And, you know, we know that. Like, we'll be talking about that at Easter time. But that the journey began here as far as his earthly life, obviously. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, in anticipation of what is to come then. Mm -hmm. Here's the Savior. He's arrived. Yeah, it's good. And what a, what a fulfillment of promise, too, for all of these years. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> One thing you've been bringing up over the last couple of weeks is it, it can be easy to actually feel maybe ashamed of being a Christian or yeah. embarrassed of the story yeah. at times. Yep. And, and that's something I've wrestled with growing up in the church. It's kind of like, I believe in that crazy nonsense that story that god crazy jesus mm -hmm. story it's all so insane and it doesn't make yeah. sense by earthly measures but you start to realize if the god of the universe was ever going to reveal himself it would have been in a crazy way mm -hmm. like a, a, it would have been nuts for us yeah. uh is it, is it crazy that a virgin gave birth to a, a baby in a manger and, and that was a savior yeah. yeah but but if god was going to reveal himself to us you better believe it would have been crazy yeah. Right. And that first coming isn't even going to be as wild as the second one when we start to see what's, what he's capable yeah. of doing. Yeah. And so it was, it was fun for me in my, in my walk, and certainly it's still continuing. Get over some of that hump of like, I don't want to just come across as, okay, he's the religious guy, he's the nut. Yeah. Oh, you believe in that sort of thing. And you've alluded to that as you've been preaching. But actually be confident in it of historical fact and right. the inevitability that it was probably going to... Uh, be a pretty wild thing right. for God to reveal right. himself. Right. So I found yeah. I found comfort in that. I mean, what what are some of the things that stood out to you, Abby, and wrestling through the Well, I also story? appreciated the list of reasons we needed a savior because mm -hmm. you know, it's not just one reason or right. like I think a lot of times we'll we'll say, well Jesus came and died for our sins. Like I, I teach preschool on Sundays and that's what they say for everything. Yeah. Like, right. What was right. our story about? Jesus died for our sins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they know the answer. Right. right. Yeah. But that's not the, like the one thing. Like there's a whole list like you gave mm -hmm. us of like the fallen world and hell and the wrath of God and all these reasons right. that we needed a savior. Yeah. And it's kind of like 
reassuring. Like, it's not yeah. like, well, if it wasn't for this one thing, we could have been fine. We could have done it ourselves. Right. But yeah. that's not true. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's overwhelming, isn't right. it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so out of our league. And I, um, so when I was studying that, you know, you realize you only have so much time. So I've got to cover this and I've got to do it in such a way. The intent was to, can I get our thinking to go down these roads a little bit far enough so that the whole of it becomes like what you're saying? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. <clears throat> but you can go down deeper into each one of those and begin to think through that and see what does the scripture have to say about that kind of stuff. And that in and of itself is overwhelming. Like it just, no wonder I needed a savior. I mean, pick death alone as the one, right? Like mm -hmm. how awful that is for us. And I remember the uh, when my grandmother passed away, she was the first person that I saw, like the mm -hmm. uh, a departed body, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better term. And uh, so that's still vivid in my mind. And from that time on, then death has been brought to my uh, uh, circumstances of life, right? Like, and so you you feel even that sense of awfulness and that, um, well, I've been in places where, again, there's a hopeless condition as a result of that. A lot of times where I've been around, there's believers who have died. So there's a certain level of rejoicing even in the midst of joy, right? Mm -hmm. But there's so much of that, 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 that the tentacles of that go into such depth into our own hearts and into our own lives and stuff that you, again, you come away with this, wow, do I need a savior from that alone? And then do it each one. And I don't know if that was exhaustive or not. I was just picking mm -hmm. ones that pop into my mind as far as yeah. um, why we needed a savior. Well, it's things that tie together savior with Christ Jesus or Jesus Christ. This whole idea of is God an option or is he the option? Right. There's a lot of people out there that have been shopping options for a long time. Right. And, and yeah. then there's, okay, maybe the God thing, right? We, yeah. we see that in ministry a lot. Like, okay, now there's an open-mindedness to God or church or this, that, and the other because it's one of maybe many things they're searching for. But when we understand that he is the savior, that it right. was by his design, he was gonna be the remedy. I, I appreciated that you you brought that out of scripture, to tie savior to Christ Jesus. Let me read the second Timothy one passage you brought up nine and 10, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity, but now has been revealed by the appearing of our savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. I think that passage, I mean, talk about the depth and breadth. Uh, that passage right there does right. a pretty good job of it. Yeah. And one thing you did this weekend was was brought out this idea of an unchangeable life right. with the word immortality. Yeah. Like, yeah. care to expound on that a little bit? Or immortality comes across as like, okay, a life that doesn't end. Right. This is right. seems to be alluding to a life that won't change that is... Right. Assured. Right. And it, and it has that immortality to it because it is a life that is unchanging. It doesn't go from life to death. Hmm. Right. I mean, we were born in Adam and therefore we go from life to death hmm. on that. But when we were born in Christ, born again, that life that we now have, it, it was bio life in regards to Adam, but now it's Zoe life in regards to Christ. And that is the immortal or the unchangeable life. It is going to go on forever. And it is always going to be that very same life. It's not even going to morph into a different kind of life. 
It is true, real life. So obviously, if that's the case, we don't even want it to morph into something else. Because if it did, it would be something less, right? Mm -hmm. So we have been given life and life more abundantly, like like all that that entails, right? Mm -hmm. Everything that pertains unto life and godliness, we have all of that stuff and it is ours and it will always be ours. All Mm -hmm. throughout eternity, it will always be ours because we have a God who ever lives, right? Mm -hmm. And therefore we're in him never to die. These kinds of things, again, they're, they're right, begin, right. they become mind-blowing to us as yeah. you start thinking through, well, what does that mean? And why is that so... Like you talk about a contrast between death and what we then begin to understand as death and then this life. And death is awful. And as can I say, as awful as death is, life is abundantly more awesome and then some mm-hmm. <laughs> beyond it even, right? right? It. It's actually, I mean, we're enjoying it right now, the abundant life, but it's, but it's here in a, in a sin-cursed world, in a sin-cursed body. When one day we'll shed this and this earth will dissolve and all of the things that cloud it and hinder it, that the whole the scripture says that this creation is groaning for, like all of that cleaned out, right? Like a new heavens, a new earth, a new body, and we're with him for eternity. And uh, I don't think that we, I think we're tasting that life. Right but don't really have a good grasp of what it really, really is like, right? Mm -hmm. We get glimpses because the Word of God tells us about some of that stuff. And in our finite capacity, we're we're trying to Mm -hmm. figure all that out, but... Yeah. It's astounding what he has prepared for and us. And that's the stuff you can only scratch the surface of right. on, a, right. on a Sunday morning. Right. right, but that's what he saved us too, right? right? Out of this right. awfulness. And then when you take death and you go, well, okay, so what that means is separation from God. Mm-hmm. The awfulness of that. It's not just that I'm going to die and this physical body's going to end. It's No, that's ultimate Separated. separation from him. Mm-hmm. What is that like? Mm-hmm. Well, thankfully, as a believer, we'll never experience that. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, because the Savior experienced it, right? Right. Like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm-hmm. He's experiencing that for for which I would have had to experience for all of eternity. Mm-hmm. That's marvelous. Mm-hmm. Why would he do that kind of stuff? Because he loves us. Yeah. And he wants to give us life. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Kind of it's fascinating to think about the the lengths at which we've been rescued or, or the intricacies yes. and the, the implications of what Christ as Savior means because you can't dive into it on a weekend and start no. to talk about soteriology, right? You can't right. unpack, we, we've been saved from the penalty, we're, we're being saved from the power, and we will be saved from the presence of yeah. sin, right? All, all those little things, you can get in all these theological yeah. camps and do this, that, and the other. Very fun to study whatever, but the point is, the point of this series, the point of this weekend, the point of next Monday is to remember who he is yes. and that he's the one that did it. He's right. the one that does it. Yeah, Man, and yep. it, it helps keep the main thing the main thing, yeah, right? right? And I think we all need that right. um, in, right. in ministry. So. And some of that, I mean, I don't want to cheat, but we're going right. to be talking about beholding next, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, some of that is exactly what you're describing, like mm-hmm. the, the, the setting our phones down, the closing of the computer, the... the you know, pushing all the uh, distractions away and and just beholding him to look, you know, to consider, gaze, um, put our minds on him. And he just, 
I don't know. He he is rich. There's no doubt about that. And I don't mean wealthy. I mean, he's rich to us. He's precious mm-hmm. to us. And the more we behold him, the more he becomes that even. And then that in turn has an impact on us because you, you worship what you behold and you are changed by what you behold too. So mm-hmm. that's a little cheating. <laughs> a little cheat. <laughs> Have anything else that stood out or anything you want to unpack um yeah i appreciate the emphasis on joy especially Mm. like making widely known based on the joy like this is it's a powerful message an important message and it does seem like even if we do behold it we are just kind of like okay that was good now i'm gonna go for my presence but (laughs) versus instead sharing joyfully like the shepherds did like they were probably tired they were probably whatever from walking all that way but yeah. instead they ran into town and kept running and kept telling right. people yeah um just yeah. the emphasis of of joy i think i appreciate yeah. and then trying to figure out how i can carry that out in my mm-hmm. own life mm-hmm. instead of i don't know just yeah. getting tied into the business well, yeah and that's the beauty <clears throat> of revisiting it and and tim being able to i think call us all out himself included on if we're familiar with it we can often lose how awesome it is my, my dad has read luke chapter 2 to m- my siblings and i every christmas since i can remember mm-hmm. still does it and tim it annoyed me for years i mean i'd be like let's just get to the <laughs> yes, stuff right yeah right? Yes. Get, let's get to the stuff <clears throat> luke 2 we get it yeah but dude i can't wait to read luke 2 to my kid that, yeah. that's not the point of what i'm saying but what i'm saying is <laughs> We take it for granted, and we're on this side of the cross, and so we're kind of like, yeah, 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 we get it, all that happened. But think about the 400 years of silence between the Old Testament right. and the New Testament. Think about the, the waiting and, and the religious custom of waiting and the questioning, the wondering, God's people failing in the Old Testament, all leading up to this, and he fits in these genealogies. I mean, it would be hard not to be excited if you were aware of everything that was building up to it. Mm-hmm. And so that's just been been humbling and convicting for me as as I revisit the story for the whatever time, is, is empathize with the people then a little bit too. When it's all happening for the first time yeah. and they get to take it on faith, or like right. you said, I guess it was the first week when the angel appeared, it was like, okay, th- this is the real deal. Yeah. Um, there's, there's no more uh, questioning, did, did I just hear from God or didn't I? We're following that star. We're going this way right, right. to see what, what it's all about. Right. I don't yeah. know. It, it, it sharpens your senses. Yeah. There's ample evidence, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, you, you think of all these angelic appearances. You think of all the prophecies that were given, how they were actually met. I mean, even what we were talking about, if you'll find him in a manger, how important that little statement mm-hmm. is. All of these different things, how Zacharias holds him in his arms and says, hey, I can go now home to be with the Lord because I've seen your salvation. All these things are just one piece of evidence after another that God is putting before us. And it still requires faith. We still have to believe what God is saying, but he has shouted it out, so to speak, from the mountaintops. Mm-hmm. He has given us plenty of evidence and, and and we have a responsibility. How am I going to respond to that? You know, am I going to actually put my trust in this one, who is described as the Savior before he has even died? Right, because mm-hmm. he is the one. Mm-hmm. And um, man, you know, you study him and you see a, a a wonderful life, a perfect life. And I think that is some of maybe what the key is there. You're talking about that joy. You know, that says it says the uh, shepherds after they had seen him is what it says, right? Like they came and saw him and there's something about that, which is why behold is an important word for us too. Because if you study that kind of terminology out in scripture, you find so often um, 
it is what God is telling us to do. Look at me, right? Like behold me, see me, gaze upon me. Because guess what? There's a transformative work that's done then in the life. And the transformative work is not so that, hey, I'm changing, I'm different. The transformative work is so that his life now might be seen in me. Isn't that interesting? There's just a, we're looking at him and seeing him. And guess what? People are seeing him in us then. And there's this continuation of revealing okay, himself. Revealing himself. Yeah. Yep. And to someone who is so precious and so beautiful and so amazing, isn't it necessary to see him as opposed to look at me, look at me. We're, we, all of mm -hmm. right football players hey, look at my this is my name here and i'm the number one and all this guy. see me that's what hey 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 i like grandkids hey papa hey papa hey papa. watch me do you hear that like mm -hmm. wait for sammy to do that like yeah, yeah. watch me dad it's always that kind of a way yeah. well is it really important for us to be watched or is it important for him to be watched and it is such a um fundamental thing to do that we as humans who are very performance oriented, we, we, we push it aside and we go after the doing things in order to be rather than realizing he is and he has declared me to be and I need to see him. It's no different than when the serpent was raised up, you know, on the pole, like those people were told, you got to look. And it's not just like a Oh, yep, there it is. It was a look with uh, a trust. God said, if I looked at that when I got bit by a snake, that I would live. God said that I'm going to do that, right? And so I look and look at the ramifications on their life. Just another example of how much seeing matters to God. Hmm. So we behold him. And there's another shameless, shameless push for that one, right? <laughs> It's good. Commercial. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Back, back after a word from our sponsors. Um <laughs> That was good. Very good. I don't have anything else. I do want to explain what the, the weekend ahead is going to look like. Obviously, we're going to talk about Behold and stuff like that. Um, do you know the service times? I mean, it's a normal weekend. I do. It's a normal weekend. So 5 o'clock on Saturday um, and then Sunday 9 and 10, 10.45. And F3 is also meeting at 10.45 good. as well. Okay. So all the regular service times. There's also a potluck both before FSAT, which there always is. Yeah. But then there's a special Christmas potluck on Christmas Day. Monday at noonish, right? Yeah. Monday yeah. at noon. So bring your families, bring whoever, and come enjoy food and fellowship. That could here. be one huge potluck. Yeah. Huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Abby, thank you for being here. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, you're Thanks awesome. Tim, appreciate it, brother. Yeah, no problem. Absolutely. Uh, I did lie to our viewers and listeners at the beginning of the podcast. I said we do this each and every week. Uh, we're not doing this next week. So we're taking the week off, uh, enjoying Christmas. I think the office will be closed. Um, but you guys can catch us on your favorite podcast platform. Just type in Sermon Spotlight and we pop right up. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next year, much love and God bless. <laughs>